Hello and welcome to In the Studio with Anne podcast. This is a continuation of the Speak series, chapter five of Stretch Too Thin with Jessica Turner. This chapter is Finding Rhythm at Work. Now, I don't actually have a nine to five job where I go in every day, um, but I was still able to relate to this chapter and it really did help me to find ways to sort of push myself a little bit further with my goals. Because since I don't have an actual job where I have to punch a clock and if I'm not there, someone's going to be calling me saying, where are you? There's downfalls to that as well, that I don't have that because I'm self-employed. It means that if I don't show up to the office, nobody calls me, which is great. But at the end of the day, I have to be the one who keeps myself motivated and productive. And in my season of life right now, that's hard because I am in the midst of young children and we already have a business that we run with my husband together for what his business is. And I do um, work with his business in the behind the scenes. And so it's hard then to put myself in a position where I take that time because it's very easy for me to just not not just make my kids always come first, which the majority of the time they do. And I have to be creative with when I work. And I'm so happy that I can do that. But finding rhythm at work still applies for me. And it was really helpful. And whether you have, a, you know, you're self-employed or you have a nine to five where you actually have to be at work every day or every other day and punch a clock where if you're not there, they're calling you. Um, this chapter was helpful. She mentions that you need to understand your way. Um, she says, I'm proud to call myself a working mom. I love my work and believe that the work I do has value. When I think about other working moms, I know the reasons why each works vary. I asked a few why they worked and here are some of their answers. I love using my brain. I like being challenged at work. It helps provide for my family. It makes me happier and a better wife and mom. I feel like the work I do is important. I work because I have two kids to pay for, though I don't love my profession. I work to help provide for my family and take some burden off my husband. I work because I feel like it keeps my mind sharp. I work because I love to work and socializing with my colleagues. I love using my degree and certificates. I am the primary breadwinner in my family. So I have something once the kids are gone and because I am more than a mom. And I feel like somewhere in all of these answers that she got from different moms, it's a wide range that I feel like you probably fall somewhere close to one of those answers. And understanding your your way and your why is really important and to know that then you know that so you can remind yourself on those days when you're questioning and it feels selfish. Um, you know, it's an easier thing to remind yourself of when it is because you're the primary breadwinner or because, you know, you have to take, you have to pay for your kids even though you don't love your profession. I mean, that one's the easiest because you have to work. Um, I think it's harder when, um, you have other reasons that I know women that they could make it work on one income. And I know for me, um, 
that was something that came into play because it wasn't like we needed the extra money right now. But I have my reason and my why. And so when people do question me, which I do still get, and it's it's interesting to me. I have actually had people come up to me and say, well, Anne, like, it's, it, I, my husband never gets this, but yet I get this, which I still think is a little sexist, although I do love women working. Um, and I love women being home too. I do see the value in a mother being home. The beauty of it is, with the options that we have, women can do both. And this is why I love this book and this is why I love sharing because we can. Um, we just have to be sure of how we're doing it and know our limitations. But I still get questions from people saying, well, why are you working? Why are you building your business? Why are you, oh yeah, I see your, your wellness page. Why are you doing that? you know, oh, I see you're in real estate, you know, why are you doing that? And I think, well, why not? Why not? I mean, I have my reasons. And and when you get questioned like that, these answers that these women gave, then when you find yours, write it down and put it somewhere that you can see it every day that's in the forefront of your mind. Because when those people come up to you and say that, you'll know what to say with your shoulders held high and your head and you're going to have a confidence and you're going to say, well, this is why and walk away. And you're not going to put your head down and be like, yeah, why? Why do I work? Oh my God, why am I doing this? Can I do this? And you're going to let that get in your head. And, and people don't realize that when they make these comments that, sometimes the impact it can have. So this I thought was an excellent way to start this chapter is understanding the why behind your work can help you navigate the challenges a career brings. Um, She also mentions recognizing the value of your work. Work has many benefits, but seeing them is not always easy. Sometimes our jobs can, can seem like, well, work. And so we forget all the positive things that they bring to our lives. Considering the following benefits can help you remember your work's value even on those hard days. The financial benefits. Um, Most women work to help provide for their families. In fact, in 40% of households, mothers are now the sole or primary income providers. Women's financial contribution is significant for today's families, and the financial impact extends beyond bank accounts to health care and other benefits provided by employers. For my family, she says, my day job affords us financial stability, health care benefits, college tuitions, benefits, and 401k discounts from local businesses, and so much more. So the opportunity to also use your talents is a value. Um, yeah, when women are using their talents that they're given, we feel empowered. We feel good. Um, so to use your talents, I think for me, that's why I love what I do with my oils. And and so I don't really feel like it is work. I feel like it's more just sharing and I'm using a talent that I have for overall health and wellness is something that's been in my life for a very long time, something I've always had interest in studying and getting to know. I've put a lot of time in it myself in learning natural solutions for my family, and I love teaching. I'm, I'm a, more of a leadership role kind of person. I've loved being a teacher in real estate. Um, I've trained new agents. I've worn a teacher hat in that. I help to cultivate careers within people within real estate. Um, And 
So what I do with my wellness and the oils is just an extension of that. And it's using a talent of mine that makes me feel good. It fills me up and it helps other people. And I bring value to somebody else's life when I hear from them to say, well, this has helped my child sleep or, wow, this has helped um, my family in this way and it saved us so much money in in other prescription medications when I was able to use support in these natural solutions. So using your talents can be a reason for work. Um, Same with my real estate. You know, I felt like I really thrived in that environment and it was a talent that I had. And so when I use that talent um, within that realm and real estate can be so much more than just selling houses. So that's why I, I really like to help cultivate that in other women that have entrepreneur sort of um, vision or dreams for the future in real estate seems interesting to them because it can be so many different facets that you can get yourself involved in that could be an outlet to use your talents, which is empowering to women big time. Um, friendship. Work also offers emotional stability through the friendship and adult conversations that you'll find there. Um, Yes, very much something I love um, to be able to have those relationships. And a lot of us, if we look back at friendships that were created within the workplace, you could probably say you've had a, I mean, several people that I've met and I may not even be friends with them still today but I met them at work and they played a really important role in my life at that time so being at that job at that particular time was also something that there was value in the people that I got to meet there's one particular place that one of the last places I worked in real estate before I had my kids and it has it had its ups and downs for sure But the people, the majority of the people that impacted my life during that time, that took the time to get to know me and my heart and had conversations with me, will forever, they will forever be a piece of me in my heart. And they helped me tremendously during that time. And I truly believe that people are brought into your life. And sometimes a workplace is a vessel for that. So women, we need to look at that. That's important for us. And sometimes having something of our own um, that gives us that, it doesn't mean that our family's not enough um, at all. Uh, Service to others. Again, um, depending on your job, you might also find that your work helps to contribute to society in a way that is meaningful to you. I recently had a conversation with a mom that she is an attorney, she's a lawyer, and she works with women and helping them through domestic issues. And sometimes she feels really torn about missing out on certain things with the school that her children go to, and then also being present for her clients. And I just thought to myself, I was like, I completely understand that'd be so hard. But what a special job she has and what a difference she's making to these women's lives through the career that she chose and the path that she chose to take with that career that yes, it may make her miss out on a few things, but she is helping women um, in such a deep way that I, I, tr- I like highly respect. And there's a reminder 
So this is a podcast that's being interrupted by a reminder from Alexa to pick up my daughter at the bus stop. This is real life, guys. I'm a mom. So these podcasts, sometimes you'll get my real life into them. Um, so moving on. Um, yeah, what she does is is such an impact. So keeping that in the forefront of our minds in those times um, is super helpful. Um, positive impact on your kids. The impact of your work on your kids can also be significantly positive. Not only does time together become more precious and valued, but your work also impacts the way your children will grow up and approach their own work and families. A study conducted um, by a professor in business administration at Harvard Business School, um, let's see, showed that women whose moms worked outside the home are more likely to have jobs themselves and are more likely to hold supervisorial responsibilities at those jobs and earn higher wages than women whose mothers stayed at home full-time, according to a new study. Men raised by working mothers are more likely to contribute to household chores and spend more time caring for family members. Basically, your work can be good for your kids and will impact the way they live and raise their families. This is this is huge, and this is this is another reason why I chose to incorporate my job back into my day to day. And although it's not at the level it will be when they're in school full time, but I'm paving the path now. I'm building now, planting the seeds, rebuilding a structured business to fit my family dynamic, because the business I had prior involved me with no kids. So I'm now restructuring for, and building it for me with three kids. And so this is huge for me because I, I noticed this about me, that as much as I love being home with my kids, what are my kids seeing? That everything I do is all about them. My son is seeing a mom who is just about them. And my daughter's seeing a mom that's just about them and just about my husband. And that's it. And if I lose my identity, they're never going to, to know me. And so they're going to grow up having this falseness about who their mother even is. And the longer you let that go, the more you don't even know who you are. And so someday that's going to be very hard to regain again. Um, I want my son to see that because I took some time for myself to do a job and work that his dad is more involved than him working all the extra hours that he works and then our family structure looks different. And not to say that if this is you, it's wrong. It's not. This was just what I chose to, to do for myself and what other women are choosing to do. And, and we're realizing it has a, a good impact on our children. There are ways that you can show, even by being home without a job, that you can show your kids certain things. Um, but for me, I just felt like it was important for me to feel filled up and whole to be showing my daughter, um, you know, what does it look like for a mommy to work? Because there was a time when I said to her, well, mommy has to go to work. Oh, mommy's work? And I thought to myself, well, yeah, mommies do work. And I wanted her to know the difference. And I wanted my son to see that mommy's work Maybe not as much as daddy, but daddies also play a really big role too. And 
I didn't want that balance not to be there of both. Um, it kind of helped me let go a little bit too and let my husband be the kind of dad he wants to be and, and, and me have something else other than just micromanaging everything, which wasn't making anybody happy. So a positive impact on your kids, teaching your children the value of work. Your work teaches your kids the importance of responsibility and what it means to contribute to an organization to society. As a working mom, you are able to model a strong work ethic and ways to manage multiple responsibilities. Though my children are young, they understand that sometimes you have to work before you play. A working mom named Chris said, my husband and I try to explain to our boys, 15 and 11, that even though we love what we do, sometimes work is just work. You still do it doesn't have to be fun all the time. You aren't going to get the warm fuzzies in a parade every day. Sometimes you just have to put your head down and work. So it demonstrates to your children how to work towards goals in a healthy manner. A researcher had shown that I'm trying to show my children that they can be high achieving and have a high bar and care about what they're doing, but without eating themselves up if it takes them time to find the right tools to reach their goals. Teaching your children the value of play. It says, outside of work, your children witness that it is important to make space for other things, including play. Work should not mean that we don't see, they don't see you pursuing your activities. Instead, it should provide a way for your children to see how the, these pursuits can fit with your career. I don't hide my passions from my children, she mentions. I invite them in. We spend many nights reading together in our master bedroom, tucked in the layers of blankets. Um, while our tastes in literature are obviously different, our love of books is not. So that's just an example of how you invite your children in. Um, so it's got positive aspects on your children as well. That's why it's so important for us to pave the path to the balance and the pursuing our dreams and having it sort of figured out, taking that time to dig deep and and get that because then we're paving the path for the future with our kids and the more we know and the more time we put into figuring it out and making it a priority, the more we can help them when they get to that point too. And I just wanted to be able to to share that with my kids, Um, no matter what level it is, you know, like I said, whether it's just a few hours a week or whether it's full time, whatever that looks like for you, Um, finding success in your work. While women participate in many kinds of work, certain practices can be applied to numerous careers that result in success in that work. It's important to note here that my definition of success in the workplace isn't about climbing the corporate ladder. Rather, it is about being satisfied with your work. Um, The researcher that she mentioned earlier in the chapter promotes the practice of job crafting in which people make the job they have the job they love. The evidence gathered from studies on organizations varied as Fortune 500 companies and tiny nonprofits suggests that people who do this tend to be more satisfied and engaged with their work perhaps because what they do all day at their jobs has become more closely aligned with their most dearly held beliefs about what makes life enjoyable and meaningful. Much of the following advice can help you create a job you love. If your job isn't fulfilling, the following ideas can help you reconfigure it into one that is more engaging and aligned with your skills, goals, and desires. 
So she mentions to establish work boundaries. Um, boundaries at work lead to job satisfaction, strong relationships, and successful completion of tasks. Um, it says whether you're working at home or in an office, retail setting, restaurant, factory, developing boundaries begins with establishing ground rules for what you want your work life to look like. Um, what hours do you work? Do you have a lunch break? Do you often work over time? Do certain people negatively impact the way you work? So she mentions that early in her career, it wasn't, she wasn't bold enough in setting these career boundaries and she's a hard worker and no matter what was asked of her, she did it. So changing that has really helped. Speaking up is another way she mentions that, um, is important to speak up for yourself at your job, to know that if something really is that important, that you need to talk about it. Go and make sure that it's heard so that you don't continue being dissatisfied and upset with your job. Um, she mentions that she did have to change careers at one point, change jobs to a job that worked better for her. And it was a really difficult move to make. It's a difficult conversation to have, but she's much happier now. Um, so don't be afraid. Sometimes we're often afraid to change and shift and be creative, but opportunities are out there. And I think we should all be willing to look for those opportunities that are going to make working um, a little bit more satisfying for us. Um, take time off. It also mentions that a 2017 survey by careers website Glassdoor found that the average US employee who received paid vacations takes only about half of the days they are allotted. She really talks about the importance of time away. If you're given the time, definitely take it. Um, make sure you are. You're taking time, especially if you work really hard. I know for me, my husband, that is an important thing for him. We probably don't go away enough, but he works hard. He is the sole breadwinner. Um, he has a very physical job. I mean, that he just goes, 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 goes all the time as we build his business. It's ever-changing and growing and um, thinking about restructuring, and it's overwhelming. And um, just having that time to be away um, – that he's, he knows he's got coverage and he's focused just on being with us and being on vacation and not worrying about any of those other things is so important. And I think we can oftentimes make a ton of excuses for why we can't go away, but we need to go away. We can't afford not to go away because of our mental health um, and just needing a break. Find flexibility and make your schedule work. Um, I think this is something that's been very nice for me is just especially with technology now we have more flexibility in our jobs we can do more things from home we can be a little bit more creative I think that more work um, places are seeing the value in giving that flexibility to their employees as long as jobs are getting done deadlines are being met so um, I think that it's really good to look at that she mentioned a few ideas that split shifts. Some women work until four and 
um, then do an hour of work later in the evening and they split up their time working remotely, working from home, like I mentioned, the 168 hour option. And this option involves the total hours available in a week instead of in a 24 hour period. Some women choose to work longer, but fewer days and then have more time with their families and then rethinking weekends. Some working moms work on the weekends and it allows them to be more prepared for the present week ahead. Um, so I think, you know, working on Sunday sometimes was like that thing. But, you know, I know I found sometimes if I did work on a Sunday, I just felt so much better prepared for the week. And it might have only been like two hours. But then I was just like feeling refreshed and ready to go on Monday morning. So again, flexibility. Um, and again, she mentions that some companies are pretty supportive of this and, she also mentions cultivating community, whether you work part-time or full-time inside the home or outside, you need community in your work. Um, who are the people that you can talk to about family life, who you can go to when you have a health emergency and who you can trust? So yeah, that's really important. Knowing you know, that there's just going to be those specific people, not everybody that you can go to to share personal things or go to when you're struggling or have something that is you have to share that's important to, um, you know, your personal life that might, you might need some support with, with your work life, because those things pop up. Um, so looking for that within your work, utilizing productivity hacks, making lists, turning off emails, um, schedule time for specific projects, work off site, talk when possible instead of emailing back and forth using technology. So she mentions a lot of different ways. Um, delegating was huge. Um, know when you can give stuff to other people to help you. This has been a big thing for me, freelancing out to people with being self-employed and getting people in that have strengths where I don't that to help me kind of build and grow, um, setting, set meeting time limitations so that, you know, there's a timer set so that you know that, okay, we were only supposed to be in here an hour. We might've gotten to talking for a little bit and we're going to keep moving versus next thing you know, a couple hours goes by and you haven't gotten back to work and all you've done, done is talk and a time when it's really important that you stick to a deadline. Um, use work travel to your advantage. It says it can be an advantage to catch up on work, enjoy time alone, enjoy a new city, and it can be a way to connect with your kids in, in a new way via like Skype um, so that, you know, it sort of is, it, it takes things out of your normal um, day to day and that sometimes we can look at traveling as a negative, but she looks at it and puts the positive spin that it also gives the gift of quality time with somebody else. Um, understanding your work's impact at home. It says your happiness at work directly affects the happiness at home. Um, so she says, one Saturday I spent the day at my office working on a big writing project. I then went to Sam's Club, came home, and spent an hour putting everything away and making dinner. And when I finally flopped on the couch, something my son said caused her to snap in response. And her husband looked at her and said, I realize you're tired from working all day, but don't take it out on him. And she says he was right. She apologized to her son and pulled him in for a snuggle. She says, I don't want to be the mom with a short fuse. So she said the next day she spent a chunk of time working on 
working at her office. And, but when she came home, she was different. She came home ready to be a mom. She said, driving on my way home, I mentally prepare myself for the next part of the day. I stopped thinking about work and I turned my attention to what needs to be done. That is so hard. So, so very hard. I have noticed that I appreciate my husband more because that was something I always complained that he wasn't able to do. He would come home and he still was like in work, work, work mode. And I'd be like, turn it off. We need you here. But working also gave me a new appreciation for my husband that you can't have if you're kind of immersed in just being at home. But if you're just at home, then your husband needs to appreciate where you're at too. Um, but it made me realize that it is hard. It's very, very hard to just turn it off and it's not going to come natural. So what she does to mentally prepare herself for the change is huge. And I think that's great. And it's something that I have already mentioned to my husband to, you know, when you're driving home, just know that when you pull in the driveway, you're the dad now. You're, you're home, you're dad mode. And that I, I do understand that there's going to be things that pop up, but you have to mentally prepare yourself to be here. And if you're not, when he walks in that door and the kids are so excited to see him and they don't know anything other than dad mode, that's not fair to your children. That's not fair. So, She is so smart to mentally prepare herself to switch hats. So she it's almost in an essence just like switching the hat, like this is on, now it's off. And that's so big. And I think that's so I respect her so much. Um and I thank her for sharing these things because and this is why I like to share them with you, because it's little tiny things that make such a big, big, big difference. So I hope that you enjoyed this chapter and I hope that some of what I shared is um, helpful to keeping you on track. Again, at the end of this, she does provide ways to write things out and answer questions, which is always super helpful. Um, If you haven't gotten this book, I really highly recommend you go out and actually get it. But again, I try to share as much as I can from the chapters. So if you are just at a place in your life where you just you're not a reader, or you just literally don't have the time. I hope that what I provide in these podcasts in this speak series, that you'll be able to pop these, that your earbuds in and listen to me and get something out of it without having to read the book because Jessica's awesome. And this content is so cool. So again, in the studio with Anne, I'm Anne, and I hope from wherever you are, you are having a great day. Until next time.